0: And I wish we would focus on that and let the lawyers and the professionals deal with the legal arguments, the compensation scheme, and stop freaking the out all over social media.
1: This is Byron Lazine, and today the notorious ROB fills in for Nicole White, and you are listening to episode 308 of The Real Word. Rob, thank you for joining me today. Nicole lost her voice. No, she's under man. the weather. She will be back soon enough, but you are maybe the best replacement we could have. Nicole thinks the world. <laughs> I, I I'm serious. And Nicole thinks the world of you. So I know she's disappointed. To miss this yeah. one, but we have a lot to talk about. Yeah. Um, we had a Housing Wire debate, I guess, a couple of weeks ago, where Anthony Lamachia, a broker out of Massachusetts, debated Michael Ketchmark, uh, the lead attorney in the uh, Missouri case. Obviously, yeah. Sarah Wheeler from Housing Wire was the moderator. Uh, okay. You then wrote a Substack, which, yeah. if you haven't checked out the Substack, I know last time you were on The Real Word one of the very few real world repeat guests by the way we, we <laughs> rarely have guests and, and now you're on here twice uh notorious rob substack.com dot, substack.com is where you can find that we'll link it down below y- you wrote a brilliant piece reacting to that uh, then there's a riz media um panel that uh anthony lamaki was again on I want, I want to break it all down with you so first sure. Well, thank you for coming on.
0: Well, thanks for having me and Nicole. Feel better. Uh, I, I I cannot fill in for you. I can't fill your shoes. <laughs> so <laughs> I think uh, Byron's going to need you back sooner than later.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, so uh, on the uh, Housing Wire debate, Sarah, I thought I thought first of all, Housing Wire did a great job. You wrote that in your Substack. I agree with you there. I love Housing Wire, and sure. I actually think the world of Clayton Collins, CEO of Housing Wire. He's brilliant. He, he's doing some really unique things. I will say um, that I did text him personally after this debate. And I wasn't just to share my displeasure with, with the whole debate and really who they put up there as a spokesperson. And it's not just Housing Wire. Inman has put up Anthony Lamachia as a spokesperson, quote unquote, for the industry, Housing wire, now Riz Media. It, it's puzzling to me. We'll get into some of
2: mm-hmm. that,
1: but overall, uh, Sarah asked really great, great questions. I don't know why she couldn't get her camera to stop bouncing around. It was like on a pogo stick that was infuriating. <laughs> but other than that, they did a phenomenal job. Um, I have some things that stuck out to me from the housing wire debate. You covered some stuff in your sub What were the big flaws in the debate to you? And, and then I can share some of mine and we can react to, to sure. all of those.
0: Um, I think the big, so there's a couple, right? One is just the overall combative, like I'm here to take you down thing, you know, that that uh, Anthony brought to the table. You know, like it wasn't it wasn't a debate in any sense of the word, right? There was no attempt to try and explain like how we in the industry see things and and then the worst thing really was just devolving into personal attacks, you know, both on catch mark and worse even worse, on the judge, right? And what I wrote in the Substack is, listen, um, I don't know if you know, well, I mean, obviously, you know, Anthony didn't know this, but NAR, like these corporate defendants are in front of this judge trying to get the judge to rule in their favor on a couple of really key motions, like, for example, uh, the um, the appeal bond motion, And again, it's like, I don't necessarily expect everyone to understand this, but my audience does, because I've been writing about these things for so long. But this notion that we're going to appeal this, we're going to win. I'm like, okay, but before you can appeal this this decision, this jury verdict, you have to post a bond that's equal to the amount of damages plus some. That's $5 billion. So what they need is they need the judge to reduce that bond amount so they could post a bond, right? And in that environment, like you're going to go and insult a judge, you're going to talk about, you know, Catchmark's sister in law, you're going to question the judge's appointment. Like, what are you doing? Like, like zip it, shut up. Because well,
1: like, well, what we're not debating here, it, you know, uh, Catchmark said uh, one of the things I wrote down is, you know, do not intact the integrity of the court system. Right. You know, I won't stand for that. You know, we're not debating. And and that's where he, Lamakia, was one of his big L's, got into this, you know, integrity of the court system. Unfortunately, we're not debating that. Right. Do attorneys, can you question uh, that attorneys have fixed their pricing on suits like that? Yeah, but that's not what we're debating that's at right. all. So right. you're getting way too far away. Unfortunately, I thought Anthony Lamakia's only defense was to continue to say that is ridiculous. That's not a defense backed by any type of facts uh in sure. this case so, and so what else stuck out to you i, I agree like, with you the so, personal attacks
0: so first of all let's 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 make this clear uh because i've heard from friends of mine that like anthony's pissed at me and hates me or whatever i don't know the man you know i don't i don't think i've ever met him you know if i me, have do you know what neither I mean? do i yeah so i, I want to make that clear he might be he's probably a wonderful guy you know he's probably a great broker and he's a coach. You know and, you know what I'm saying? This is not about him. I don't I don't know him. It's not numbers that.
1: on the broker's side speak for themselves. Yeah. He's he's been very successful right. in his brokerage business.
0: And I don't think he could be that unless you, you know, you have some charisma and child. So it's none of those things. Like let's just make that real clear. I don't know him. This is nothing personal. And frankly, I would say this about people in the industry that I really do like. You know, uh like in the um the Riz Media thing, you know, one of my best friends, James Wiggins, was on there. If James was saying crazy shit, I would say the same thing. It's like, hey, James, stop saying crazy shit. You know what I mean? Like it's not about the person. So let's make that clear. Um the uh, it's, like I said, the overall thing the, the personal attacks on the on the lawyers, on the legal profession, on the judges, that was the worst. You know? Uh, the other thing is just the overall demeanor, right? And catchmark again, let's face it, catchmark didn't wasn't necessarily like he he was also real combative, right? you yeah, he
1: wasn't likable, I mean, but we're also yeah. on, on one side of it
0: yeah uh and but you know again, he lost his temper a couple of times, you know he raised his voice, et cetera, certainly, but when you look through all of that he you know he made sure to point out this is not against realtors. I don't know if you, if you remember that, if you, you know, people. He, he said people.
1: it numerous times.
0: Numerous yeah. times. It's nothing against realtors, nothing against agents. You know, agents are valuable. He said all those things and he just kept it on. It's the system. I'm attacking the system. I'm attacking the corporate defendants, as he put it. I'm attacking NAR. Um, and he never attacked Anthony personally. Right. Uh, so that's a little bit of, I don't even know what to call it. Like tribal trash talking. Right. It was a little yeah. bit of the let me go after this guy. Right. Uh, and then we're supposed to be like, yay, you know, our 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 whatever linebacker sacked their quarterback. And it's like that's just not helpful for us. Right. It's not helpful. Right. And again, the points I made in the article was we need this judge to rule in our favor in a couple of yeah. really key motions. Right. Uh, they say they're going to appeal this lawsuit to the Eighth Circuit. You know, court of appeals judges are human beings. Court of appeals judges were all lawyers be- before they became court of appeals judges. So now this case in from, and they have to make a ruling. If they're thinking about, yeah, so you know, the the realtors that are asking for this, if their image is Anthony Amakia screaming and yelling and that, how likely are they to be like, you know what, these are good solid professionals, you know, they're not intending to break the law, they're not right it's just this strange little you know thing of the antitrust law so we're going to rule in their favor how likely are they to do that versus hey you know what realtors are like that it, fuck those guys i mean it's in, like come on guys right so that was another thing all three all companies are trying to settle with the defendant here in order to settle the lawyer on the other side has to agree <laughs> like they have to go along with it like and now we're up to, I think, 20 different law firms that are bringing 20 yeah. different lawsuits. How helpful is that, right? So meaning, if you think about it, the very first thing that NAR's lawyers will have to do when they walk into that settlement conference room is to say, we have nothing to do with Anthony Lamaki. We have nothing to do with any of that. That is and not this is
1: something you wrote in your, your sub stack that NAR should distance themselves as far shouldn't. away from Anthony Lamaki as they can. No. Obviously, you know, I would argue that Housing Wire, Riz Media should have more of a dog in the fight, but NAR has an enormous pit bull in the fight and distancing themselves from Anthony Lamacchia is just good business at this point it has because to be he's saying things that can be used against
0: them. Yeah, and and it's a little surprising to me that they haven't yet, right? And as I put on Twitter, their silence is very telling, right? If So, you know what? At some point, we're going to... Be able to draw the reasonable conclusion, right? That Anthony Lamacchia is the unofficial spokesperson for NAR. Because if to your
1: point, right? um, You know, Ketchmark labeled him as such right. numerous times. Right. He he said you are you. He said you keep using we. You keep using we, Anthony. And right. and this is the problem with putting somebody up against a Michael Ketchmark, who's not in this arena. He can pick up on words yep. and. And create, um, you know, create a case around those words that yep. when you're watching, it's very enticing. And he said, "You are now the mouthpiece." Um, now, when you say he he didn't he didn't attack Anthony personally, he went right up to the line, comparing him to a child. That sure, a couple of different sure, sure. moments there. Um, so he he's smart. I mean, Michael Ketchmark's yeah. very intelligent, yeah. and so he's going to find ways to go up to that line and get the emotional state of a guy like Lamakia ratcheted up which is which is why I think he's he's the poor choice we can get into some some of those choices. W- one thing that really stuck out to me I think well you mentioned the demeanor uh, of yeah you know Anthony in this debate. It was off. It, it wasn't on point with what we need as an industry. No. But that's reflective of the demeanor that's set at the top of NAR since the beginning of all of this, this to, to me, NAR has led from, you know, from the start on, this is a non-issue. We're going to win this. Um, they're doing it the same thing with the appeals. And so is he getting his demeanor from the top? Yeah. Is, is that kind of, I, where- I don't
0: know. And I can't say, and i and I'll, I guess I'll disagree in the sense that NAR leadership. So The presidents, the actual official spokespeople, right? The PR people, you know, I've criticized them a hell of a lot for a lot of different things, right? Specifically, I criticized NAR for not doing more to educate local and state leaders about this lawsuit back in 2019 and forward, right? But Mm. leaving that society, like they've always been pretty professional about it, right? Like we've never had. Uh, I don't know. Like, whenever NAR presidents have spoken about this issue, uh, Tracy Casper is the one that I comes to mind because she's the one who had to go, I think it was on CNBC or whatever. And right,
2: they never lost her.
0: The short was in the middle of it. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, there's, <laughs> you never heard them go get crazy and start talking about lawyers and their contingency fees. You never heard any of them mention the judge and his confirmation process.
1: No, 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 I, not that stuff. Okay. None of that so stuff. That's so, that's what I you mean by deme-
0: What I don't get that, not, right? When
1: I'm talking about demeanor, I'm talking about NAR has said multiple times this case is ridiculous, mm-hmm. and that ended up being Anthony's only defense. And it's like that was essentially the defense in in Missouri sure. courtroom. Sure, that's the defense on this on this debate. It's not a good enough defense, and I guess that's where I'm going with demeanor. When you're talking sure. about demeanor, you're talking about the personal stuff, sure. totally agree. There, sure. NAR hasn't done anything. They
0: haven't done anything like that. But wait, well, addressing your point though, what NAR could should it's not even NAR at this point. At this point, we can't just put it on NAR, right? Unless it turns out that Anthony Domacchia is in fact kind of doing this at NAR's behest. Let's assume that he's not because he said publicly many times, I'm not the NAR spokesperson, blah, blah, blah. He did. Even though he is a current chair of an NAR committee, and you and I both know, if you know the way realtor world works, you don't get to be a committee chairman without some connection, some blessing, you know, but let's leave that 100 Right. That's just, yeah. you know, um, what they really need to do, I think, and what they let's so somehow the, we as an industry need to kind of put forth is <clears throat> even with the, the negative verdict, because that's the point that Catchmark made over and over, right? The jury already held against you, <laughs> the jury yep. already said this is anti competitive it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't pay. It doesn't help us in any way to just keep arguing, well, that's wrong, right? Like the jury already decided, right? Like at this point say, well, jury got it wrong. Let the appeals court deal with that. That's not a a smart sort of way of going forward. What the smarter thing, because I think this is actually true, is 99.9%, maybe 100% Right? of brokers and agents who are doing cooperative compensation, we're doing it because this is the only system we've ever known. Uh-huh. Right, like, no, like I don't think anyone alive today is, was practicing real estate back in 1923. You know, when the system was put in place, like everyone who came, who's in the industry today came up in an industry where cooperative compensation was just a norm. It's a given. It's the rule. In other words, nobody was doing this to try and screw consumers. No one was doing this to keep prices high. We were doing this because this is how we were sort of raised in the industry, right? Yeah. I So in other words, the overwhelming impression we need the judges, the lawyers, the public to have is that realtors are good people. They're professionals who care about you who really genuinely give a shit about you the you know the home owner the home purchaser and this legal thing is 50 60 years old right like none of us are out here trying to figure out a way to like it's nothing like that's the overwhelming pressure we need to give so even if the law ultimately says look look this is a violation of the Sherman Antitrust Act right we need the public to sort of say okay well, these guys were just working in a system that's decades old, that happens to be anti-competitive, but my realtor, my broker are not scumbags out there trying to screw me for my money. That's the impression we need to give. Not this. And I, I wish if NAR were doing anything, I wish NAR, maybe it's the state associate maybe it's brokers. I don't know. Somebody could do a little bit of training to anyone who's going to go on a podcast, anybody who's, who's going to be, repre- you know, who not even represents us getting the public eye to p- point that out, right? And I think if Anthony were here, if, if he and I were debating, like it's the debate to me would be, Anthony, did you ever try to go jack rates up, commissions up, so that, you know, you could screw the consumer? And the answer is going to be no. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like no one's doing that. We're doing it because this is the way we all came up. Like, of course you do corporate account. This is just the system we're in. We don't have to defend the system to our death. What we have to defend to the death is the fact that realtors are good people who are professional, yeah. who give a shit about the client. That's what we got to defend. And if we, that means we have to abandon. Hey, it turns out the system we all grew up in is illegal. Happy to abandon it. Let me figure out how else I can help you. That's the messaging to send, not... Not this, not that, right? I mean, that's that's the issue.
1: Yeah, because the system will look different moving forward. To your point about we need to acknowledge the L that's on the board, right. that, you know, we lost this, you know, trial. And, and whatever happens in appeals happens in right. appeals. But there's no question with DOJ pressure, 20 other lawsuits that you mentioned. That there are going to be changes to the system moving forward but, but what what's been acknowledged over the last 20 years by zillow who who didn't acknowledge this in year one or year two is that the consumer overwhelmingly wants the representation of an agent and to cool. your point agents are good people they're working hard they're negotiating a commission you know uh Catchmark went to talk about how many thousands of commissions were at a certain number in Missouri, yep. you could point to almost any other state where they're going to be different. And there's a lot of options and Anthony didn't focus on those options. He said it once uh, that sellers have all these different options. Even right now, I think some of the other big misses. Mm-hmm. Um, he didn't have an answer for, you know, catch Mark said it three or four times name another industry um, that does this to your to your point, you don't have to you know, defend to the death, the current system. But when he did have a uh, conversation with Josh Flagg before the trial, Josh Flagg from Beverly Hills, I mean, at least Josh was able to come up with one immediately. Mm -hmm. I mean, look at the the way every auction is done, whether it's in high-end luxury real estate, fine art, jewelry. There's an example there. And real estate, you know, purchases, are they more similar to auctions than, you know, buying? Of course, they're more similar to auctions than buying something like a car or something like that. Um, I thought that was a big miss. At one point, Catchmark said that um, NAR owns Realtor com, and not pointing that out was now I'm playing a little bit of Monday sure, morning quarterback sure. here. I wasn't in the heat of it like Anthony was, um, but but these are obvious things that you could have you know stood up, and he just veered way too far off of the core case. Which you're making is that hey, the profession is needed by the consumer. The consumer wants the profession. Um, and they're good, hardworking people. I
0: think my, my general take on this, <clears throat> and again, I, one of the reasons I wanted to do this, because I know you have a large audience of brokers and agents. And fact is, every single one of them are an ambassador for the industry, right? Because when you go out and re represent clients, guess what? That client's view of the industry is you, right? So I wanted to make this point.
2: Agents, looking to stand out from the crowd, Reminder Media is a resource you have to check out. You get your own branded print in digital magazines, email newsletters, and social media content. Reminder Media delivers these resources to your contacts on autopilot, keeping you top of mind with your database. All you need to do is focus on your follow-up calls and watch referrals and repeat business come in. I just started using this service and I'm already seeing results from this after only a few weeks. Use the link below to try out Reminder Media.
0: Trying to argue the decision, trying to argue those little points of fact, they don't, they don't matter. There's not a consumer in the world who's going to hear about, well, this industry, that, and then this point of law, that, and they go, okay, well, now I'm on your side. That, that's not going to happen, right? Like, that is a lost cause. The difference that I think could be made now is to point out, and it, it might be useful to just understand a little bit of history, understand a little bit of the facts, just to say, here's why we are where we are, right? But what hasn't changed? So with your, let me give you just a quick two minute kind of thing about, that. I've written about this on my blog, my Substack, stack, et cetera. The key issue here is cooperation and compensation began when sub agency was the norm. So if you look through some of the older literature from the thirties, forties, fifties, the offer of cooperation was not offer of, I'm going to pay you. Offer of cooperation was offer of sub agency. <laughs> if you bring me a buyer, I will make you my subagent. That's what the actual offer of cooperation was and in the thirties, the forties, the fifties, whatever, right back in history, sure. everyone understood it. The buyer understood this, everybody understood it, right? So then, since you work for me, Anthony, right, as my sub-agent, I'm going to share the amount of money I'm getting paid because you're my sub-agent. That's how this whole system came about. All right, in the 90s, the industry said, hey, the sub-agency thing is causing confusion. We're we'll going to buyer agency. It was simply a mistake at that point just to go, hey, you know what? If we go to buyer agency, <clears throat> we should probably stop this compensation practice that we have. Do you know what I mean? Like, and the point there, I think, is the important one: is it was a mistake, right? It was an error made back then, as opposed to an evil anti-competitive scheme, right? I think the most important thing here for the industry, for brokers and agents, your most valuable trait, your most valuable asset, is trust. If the buyer, the seller doesn't trust you, they're not going to hire you. If they don't That's trust 100%. you, right? <clears throat> they will leave you, or for that matter, that's how you get sued after the deal is closed, right? When you know some seller, some buyer brings a lawsuit against you, saying you screwed me, you whatever. It's because they don't, they didn't trust you. you did something that felt like I don't trust this guy. Right? He's not acting for my best interest. To me, that's the most important thing to preserve. And as an industry, the way to preserve it is to acknowledge what needs to be acknowledged. Or leave it to, you know what, we don't agree on the legal conclusion, so we'll let the courts decide. But Mr. Consumer or Mr. Public, let me explain how we got here and our position as a profession is this wasn't some evil rule scheme that we're, we worked up and we're trying to defend to the death. This was accident of history. This is just what happened. Cooperation meant this, so compensation meant that. And then in the 90s, we we thought, okay, we all the systems worked fine, so we kept it. That, that's enough, right? That's enough. Let the courses out what that comes. Let NAR go lobby, do whatever it is for the, for the broker agent, the, the people who are out. Like, I think we just leave it at that and make sure the public understands, to me, that the realtors, the good ones that I know, because the, the bad ones, that's a whole separate story, right? That's not something yeah. we need to necessarily air in public. But the realtors that I've worked with that I know are genuinely good people. Who genuinely care about you know, home buyers, home sellers. And I, I've heard enough stories. My wife's a former broker. Like the, the the emotion of handing somebody, you know, a key for their first house, right? The young couple. Like everyone who's been in the business for some period of time understands that feeling, right? Or yeah. helping the widow sell the family home that she and you know her former husband raised their like everyone understands that feeling. And that's what this is all about. like, tr- And that's what fiduciary duty, like when you say you're representing, you're really watching out for their best interests. The good realtors I know actually do that. Compensation is entirely secondary. And I wish <laughs> we would focus on that and let the lawyers and the professionals deal with the legal arguments, the compensation scheme, and stop freaking the fuck out all over social media and sounding like unhinged people because it's hurting us. It's hurting you.
1: It, it, absolutely. And that's I think this debate hurt the industry way more than it helped. I think it helped Michael Ketchmark uh way more. And, and that'll bring us into this. Uh I think Haley might even have the clip. We can oh, we can yeah. go through it or we could paraphrase it. But the Riz Media put up a uh panel uh and they invited Anthony Lamacchia onto the panel. Also, yeah, go ahead and play it.
2: One of the things that we've pointed out is hey, look, you don't have to Hey. Pay- the buyer's agent, okay. I know that some of the MLSs like MLS PIN, which full disclosure, I'm a member, I'm a shareholder, but some of the MLSs have said a minimum of one dollar. I heard Miami used to say a penny, now they say nothing. But sellers are not forced into paying any specific percentage or any large amount. However, if a seller brings that up, an agent should explain the truth to the seller, which is hey, Mr. Seller, Mrs. Seller, if you don't want to offer cooperating brokerage compensation, you don't have to. However, If an agent takes out a buyer to see homes A, B, C, and D on a given Saturday, and A, B, and D are offering cooperating brokerage compensation, but C isn't, and C is your home, that buyer agent becomes obligated to say to the buyer, hey, listen, happy to show you A, B, C, and D, but home C is not offering any compensation for me to bring you there, to see the
1: home. You can see the body language of everybody kind of chamber Everyone's sitting there. Then, uh, you know, as he lays that out, what, what he's, it, you know, cause you can go listen to the whole um, conversation there, but w- what he's talking about is um, essentially in a scenario where the buyer is expecting, you know, cooperation from the seller, but then they've got maybe a buyer agreement that says, Hey, I'm going to pay you uh, as my representative in the case that a seller doesn't cooperate. That's what he's talking about. And, you know, on Twitter, we can show uh, Haley, I'll I'll give you the screenshots. You can show the tweet that uh, Rob made and Anthony (laughs) responded to, Um, you know, Rob makes the obvious statement there. And this is the state it's not that, that Rob's trying to come after Anthony in any way, because if Michael Ketchmark was making the statement, he said it on housing wires debate. um, The word is steering. Okay. Because what he's insinuating there is home C is going to cost more money out of your pocket. Then the consumer doesn't even look at home C might be the right house for them. Might be the house by the way, that, uh, they could get the best negotiation with the seller on but they don't know because they haven't looked at it and engaged. Um and, and it pushes that consumer further away from that option. That is a a definition yeah. of steering
0: It's yeah. So that's what I tweet. And by the way, it's a smallest side. I think uh a friend of mine sent me real estate news apparently wrote an entire article that Anthony and I are in a flame war. And I'm like, in order for there to be a flame war, there have to be flames and there has to be a war. And I don't think I was flaming Anthony, I don't think he was flaming me uh, and certainly not a war because i there's it's, that not it anyway. So I,
1: I mean, I'll be I'll be more blunt than you yeah. are. I think Inman, Housing Wire, Riz Media and, you know, we can't say NAR directly, but those three outlets have made a massive mistake to the industry. By putting Anthony Lamachia up as a spokesperson. Now, Riz, to their defense, put <clears> throat> James throat> Dwiggins, who you mentioned earlier in the pod, yep. on that panel. You go and listen to the way he thinks about, he's much more educated on the case right. and the whole situation going on than Anthony is. That becomes clear. He doesn't have um as loud of a bark as Anthony does, but he's calm, he's collected, he's very well educated. I would trust him. Enough in a situation against Lamakia or against, sorry, against Catchmark in a debate, than almost anybody in the industry. Sure. But it's still putting him in sure. a in a sure. tough spot as a broker owner in the upstate sure. northwest. So
0: let's address that clip specifically. And this is an example of what I was trying to warn against in my in my post, right? Which is we're in a hole. Let's stop digging. Yep. Now, what he said is steering, because what he said yep. specifically isn't even just if I have a buyer agency, then. You know, if i show you this house you're going to end up coming more out of pocket right what he said was you go to the seller and say your house is the only one out of four that's not offering this so guess what the buyer agents is going to do they're going to go tell their clients if you look at the, if you buy this house you're going to come more out of pocket what that says is now you're telling the seller hey man you need to offer compensation right otherwise yeah. you're not competitive that's the heart of what catchmark Mark and the, the, all these cases are. That's literally the heart of it. This is how the system keeps prices high, right? And I'm like, can we just just stop? Just, just stop digging the hole, right? If you're going to go on public, go, like in fact, the matter is with social media, literally every single person watching this is going in front of the public, right? Just learn a little bit about the issues and learn a little bit about that. And here's the bigger point, like I said is, what is your objective, right? So someone who's listening, to you, you're an agent, you go on Facebook and you want to write a lengthy screed about whatever, this, this issue, right? What do you want to achieve with that, right? You putting that out there on Facebook to your whatever, 500 friends or 1,000 friends or whatever it is, what is it that you want to achieve with that post on Facebook or a tweet, right? If you think you're going to achieve the Court of Appeals overturning this verdict, I got news for you. 5,000 followers on Facebook aren't going to do that, right? What is it you want? Do you want to achieve like a legislative solution? I don't know if that's, you know what I mean? Like, what is it you want to achieve? Here's what I think. I think if I'm an active broker agent, what I want to achieve is for my sphere to understand that I'm a trustworthy professional. Yeah. That's what I want to achieve, right? And if so, think about how you need to position, how you need to approach this, to achieve that, right? Because unless you're a lawyer in the courtroom, your legal opinions, my legal opinions, do not matter one goddamn bit. It's the outcome. Unless you're a judge on the court of appeals, your feelings and your views do not matter one bit. So that's, that's my overall general advice. And stop saying things like... And it, what, what boggled my mind was what he said, that two-minute clip that's now on YouTube. There's zero doubt in my mind that Ketchmark and his law firm clipped those two minutes, right? And here's the other thing. I do need to make this point. I wrote it in my, um, in my substack. To,
1: to that point, he said during the housing wire debate multiple times, I've looked at your videos, Anthony. He's doing a lot of due diligence.
0: Enormous research. So here's the thing, uh, and I do need to make this point. <clears throat> everyone wants to personalize this against Michael Ketchmark, right? The lead attorney for the plaintiffs in the Sitzer case. And it's like, Ketchmark this and Anthony's go do background checks talk about his sister. And I'm going, wait a minute. First thing that everyone needs to understand is that Michael Ketchmark is not the lawyer who brought these lawsuits first. The lawyers who brought these lawsuits first yeah. is Merle versus NAR. Yeah, and the lawyers there are from some of the biggest and scariest litigation firms in the country: Cohen Milstein, Hagens Berman, uh, Sussman Godfrey. These are names. If you go talk to lawyers, they recognize them. Mm-hmm. These are names that Fortune 500 companies are terrified of. And those lawyers haven't said one one word. I think no, I'm sorry. Ben Brown gave one interview to Inman like three years ago, right? So this personalization to this one guy in Missouri, meanwhile, there are much scarier, much bigger firms. It's stupid. It makes us look immature. It makes us look uninformed, right? So that's, that's my take on it, man. Uh, and again, there's nothing against Anthony personally. I don't know him. But that statement is going to get played in a jury. That clip, is going to, that two minutes we get clipped out, and then the next big lawsuit, if it goes to trial, if I'm the lawyer, the first thing I do, I pull that clip, i go, right. This is what we're talking about this system, which keeps prices high. Ladies and gentlemen, stop, can we, can we just stop? Can we just yeah. stop? That's No, that. you,
1: yeah. you're so right. And your point is um, make sure that you, the public in which you serve knows that you're trustworthy, right? You're going to do that by educating the public. Now, I love what Ryan Serhant said to me when I sat down with him a couple of weeks ago in a one-on-one interview. He, he didn't take the broker approach of like, just ignore this, it's going to go away. Yeah. What he said is be educated on it, know everything you possibly can about it. So where you just went from the 90s to today, you can speak on it and then you can go back to articulating your value yeah, of course. and negotiate your services fairly with the consumer of course love that and what i'll even double down on saying is that you can't expect anyone to come and have your back now it, like james Dwiggin says on riz like the only chance of a world where buyers can finance through mm. Freddie and Fannie comes with nar lobbying I, I would agree with that but if you're looking for your local board and nar to be able to save your ability to articulate the value that you have and build trust you might be disappointed in the end i have a super bowl commercial that sure. o- only played locally <laughs> in the state of connecticut okay um that i want I want to share with you all right <laughs> this is what i mean by if you're waiting for these type of um boards and associations to come save the day you're you're going to be waiting for a long time so here's a Super Bowl commercial that played in Connecticut. I'm assuming it cost a lot of money because it was on the Super Bowl, even though it's just local to the state. This is from the Connecticut Association of Realtors.
3: Connecticut Realtors take into account something national news headlines and website algorithms don't. We know this is your house, your home, your future. If you've been on the fence about selling, now is the time. If you need space for a home office, a yard for your dog, or you simply want to downsize, we can help. With a Connecticut Realtor, it's never a seller's market or a buyer's market. It's always a you market. Contact a Connecticut realtor
1: today. So this is stock imagery. Maybe the worst commercial ever played on a Super Bowl, besides you know some local Honda dealership. Could, you know could maybe be argued as a cheaper version of a Super Bowl commercial. Problem I have with that isn't how poorly the creative was on it um that there really was no message that no consumer will ever resonate with that commercial my problem and this is a problem that's across the country is that local boards and nar are taking the resources that they do have and are just pissing them away Mm -hmm. that is lighting money on fire that could be used in a lot of other ways um what (laughs) What's your take on how the associations are taking the the resources that they do have and are just simply squandering them?
0: I mean, it's hard to say because it's dependent association, association, right? Like, you know, I mean, I've consulted with some locals who do a phenomenal job, right, and with their resources. What do you think of that
1: commercial? What do you react to that commercial?
0: It's terrible, but you know, yeah. like maybe that's in the eye of the beholder, right? And look, is, is that up, a
1: good use of what do you think that spot costs? A couple hundred thousand dollars? Oh, I have no idea. I mean,
0: it didn't cost. No it idea. didn't cost five thousand. Oh, well, let, let, let's studio. put it this way: it did. It didn't cost a couple hundred thousand to produce. That well, There's that's no for no sure. But,
1: I'm, but to get but to get the airtime, <laughs> right? You only so, got twenty thousand members in Connecticut.
0: I but that's, you know, that's. That's up to the local whatever board and director, you know, maybe they felt like this is a good use of money. That's- This should be I'm, fired. You know what? I, I, that's a whole separate conversation. What I will say, what I can say though is, look, man, at least as far as we know, Connecticut Associated Realtors is not embezzling member funds, right?
1: Like San Diego.
0: So there's that. I mean, maybe it's like a range of, you know, badness. It's like good, honest mistakes. Like, okay, we can have a difference of opinion and maybe don't do that again. Don't waste money again. Versus, you know, actual criminal behavior that's been covered up, right? Like that's a whole different thing. So, you know, like I don't, I don't know that uh, that's really where the focus is. I do think the state associates for the most part have done a pretty reasonable job. Am I a huge fan of that ad? Somebody had that idea. Somebody thought it was a good idea. The board said, yes, let's go ahead and do that. Where would you have, like, where could they spend that money, though?
3: Since April, we have uploaded new and sought-after courses, content, and tactical assets for your business into the Bamex platform. Not articles behind a paywall that only pontificate to you what you should think and do, but education that actually shows you how to do what you need in today's market every day. We continue to add more content into BamX and our private Facebook community content that works content that our members have exclusive access to daily. It's why over 1500 of you and climbing have joined us in BamX. It's also why tomorrow's price is guaranteed to be higher than today's. That's called inflation. Do not wait any longer. Use code REALWORD and join the thousands of agents taking their business to the next level today. Code REALWORD for 10% off. See you in Bam X.
1: would rather I'm keeping in savings for what's coming down. Here's the thing. The associations are faced with a decision to, if they're going to be valuable to members, they're going to have to, I think James Dwiggins makes this point, they're going to have to increase the dues. You're gonna to have to serve a smaller population that can afford that increase if we're gonna have that lobbying intact moving forward. Sure. I don't think a whole bunch of different associations fragmented across the industry is gonna serve the realtor well. That the only chance of us saving the lobbying impact that NAR has is by increasing that due, unfortunately. But when you just when you showcase a um when you're showcasing what you do with that money over and over again, which is to spend tens and tens of millions of dollars starting at NAR mm-hmm. on marketing that we are are no no consumers don't even know the difference between realtor and real estate agent and over educating them on that is silly, of course, uh, or, or this commercial, I'd rather them keep it in the savings for the, the day that is coming, which we, we've kind of articulated sure. the losses on the board, there's going to be changes. And you're going to have to address those what i think they're trying to protect and this is where i have a problem with local boards and nar what they're trying to protect is a huge number to continue to pay them a certain fee so they can keep their jobs if you had a um a job to end homelessness and you're making three hundred thousand dollars a year in san francisco would you really want to end homelessness because you're going to get a medal and a handshake and you're not going to have that job anymore do you want to keep and why does the number keep growing yeah. Well, you're paying people in that city $300,000 to end something they don't want to see end.
0: Yeah. No, you're exactly right. And there's something I've been pointing out for years, right? Which is our, our industry's problem is the law of bureaucracies, right? Bureaucracies expand. You know, that's just what they do. It doesn't matter whether it's government or schools or companies or...
1: Government's a great example.
0: State, Right? Like you start off with like, hey, you know what? We're going to, homelessness is great. We're going to address the homelessness. So we're going to appoint one person to look into the homeless problem. Next thing you know, that one person is like I need to hire three assistants, and then those assistants go. Wait a minute, I need. To... Next thing you know, the mission is like whatever; it's secondary. The primary thing is the bureaucracy has to keep expanding. That is a, that's just a general issue we just have to deal with as a society, as a country, as a pro, as whatever. What we can help though on the realtor association side is probably take another look at that, right? But here's the starting point of that. The starting point is very simple, right? Okay. In your practice of real estate, have you ever dealt with an incompetent, unethical agent on the other side? Yes. Were they a realtor? Yes. That's the problem. That's the problem. If the state and local association NAR did nothing else but to make sure that the incompetent, unethical agents cannot be realtors, that would solve a lot of these things naturally. Because you don't need the bureaucracy, right? If you... You know, instead of, I don't know, 30,000 realtor members, you're down to 5,000, right? Then you don't need this whatever staff support, 30,000, right? So it just naturally ends up helping itself. And I think that's going to happen. That's one of the things that this lawsuit is going to do. I genuinely think that's one of the outcomes. Now, are the associates going to fight that tooth and nail? Of course they are. Like, I get it. You know, If my job depended on it, I wouldn't, right? So- I get that, but it is one of those sort of turning points. Going back to like like I said, um the reason why I wanted to come on and sort of speak to your audience, as you know, I my audience typically is not your know, like you know, ours don't overlap that much, is because every agent is representative of the industry. Right? Every agent. Because when you go and you know, show a buyer home, when you go do a list, like that's how it is. If you're going to comment on these commission issues, my, my my suggestion, my strong suggestion is to make sure you think about what it is that you want to achieve. As an individual professional, I think what you want to achieve is no matter what's happening over here, right, in the courts of the system, you, Mr. Client, can trust me. That needs to be the overwhelming impression that you give, right? And if you want to show off your expertise, then you further want to say let me explain to you mr Klein, how we came to be here here's what the what the debate is and here's how things are going to affect things going forward and here's what i do know cuz i've spoken to some really good really smart on the ground realtors what they say is look we're going to do a buyer agency agreement cuz i want to make sure right like we're human beings i'm going to look out for your interests but you're going to have to pay me when i hire my lawyer guess what i have to sign an engagement letter it says i'm going to pay you that's fair and everyone gets that um but then after that, what they're saying is, look, I'm never going to pay attention to what the compensation thing is for it. Like, let me, it's step by step. Oh, you want to look at this house? We're going to go look at this house, right? None of this. Well, before you look at this house, let me tell you, if you buy this house, it's going to be an additional $15,000 out of your pocket to pay me. That's just not a, even a conversation to have at that point, right? Like, let me serve you. Oh, we're going to look at these 10 houses and you like this one. Hey, we're going to negotiate. Hey, by the way, Mr. Client, so you know, This is the the, the deal, right? But I'm still going to help you. Like, how do you want to work this? Like, how do you want to handle this? Like, that's the professional thing to do, right? And as a consumer, I would appreciate that, right? Byron didn't try to tell me, don't look at that house because then you're going to be out of pocket more. Byron just showed me the damn house and told me about the house and the whatever, 15-foot ceilings and the wonderful, you know, kitchen. And then I say, hey, I think I want to buy that house. And at that point, Byron goes, hey, listen, so you know, that house doesn't offer compensation. We have a buyer agents agreement, right? So that means you might be coming out of pocket more, but we could work something out. Let me see what I can do for Like, that's what you know what I mean. Like, that is what I think it needs to happen. And if agents on the ground kept themselves to that, just maintaining the integrity, <clears throat> maintaining their respect and their honor and the professionalism of the industry, and maintain the trust of the consumers, you've done your part. Let the lawyers deal with the lawsuit, let the think talking heads deal with all that stuff. And unless you really educate yourself to like, don't dig the hole any deeper. That's really my big message. And I
1: think me. you, you nailed it. There have that buyer agency agreement Yes. and conversation in the yes. beginning. Now that that doesn't mean here's where our agents will make a mistake. Well, they'll get a phone call, and they're like, I don't want to take you out unless, um, well, they haven't even met you yet. You need to have a couple meetings, most likely, like you would on a listing. How many times have you gone out on a listing, met with people in their home one to three times, and then you come to terms through negotiation of an agreement? The same exact scenario is going to be true for buyers. You may meet a buyer, potential buyer, one to three, to, who knows how many times, and then you come to an agreement. You're going to be able to based on you know Ketchmark said something here that i think is uh, in the housing wire debate um how come people aren't paid on experience if you're lacking that experience it may take you three four different meetings to be able to really fully gain the trust that base with your experience you're going to be able to be the right you know, representative for that buyer agent, they're going to want to hire you and move forward mm-hmm. as opposed to somebody who's really experienced, who comes with a lot of credentials and a lot of referrals. Mm-hmm. It may be one meeting. He, I'm going to explain to you my value prop, you already maybe no 50% of it based off of my reputation. Here's my agreement. We're going to sign and move mm-hmm. forward. Um, and maybe that person's that, you know, maybe that person is being paid more because of uh, because of that experience. Um, I think that day's coming, too. I thought I thought sure. Catchmark made that point. Um, sure. Uh, in that debate. Uh Notorious ROB. If you want to be educated on this, I think Sirhan's right. You should know everything about it to have that conversation. One of the ways to do it is definitely go onto the Notorious ROB Substack and follow his content. It's uh, NotoriousROB.substack.com. I appreciate that. Um, yeah, there's, there's going to be a link on this podcast for people to find that easily. You do put out a couple... um I think this article, the law of the holes that we're talking about here wasn't even uh, in the upgraded version, no, but you no. can up, yeah, you can upgrade so you can get a lot of stuff by doing it that way, or you can upgrade. I would suggest that you do that um, <laughs> I appreciate and, that. and, and follow along. So <laughs> yeah, notorious ROP, any final thoughts? Thank you for coming on by the way.
0: Oh no, this was uh like I said, this, this was fun. It's always fun to talk to you. And my whole issue here is like, I feel like you guys are reaching an audience that typically I don't, talk to and the overall point I want to make this it's not an us versus them it's not a we're going to win the argument or let me tell you about you know whatever some fact that doesn't matter what matters is you want to make sure that your clients your sphere trust you and the only way to get trust like that is to educate yourself and then not say stupid shit in public that's going to make you put you like deeper into trouble right uh, and I think that's Really, the message there, right? Don't uh, don't lose your temper. Don't start ranting on Facebook. Just keep it cool, and calm, and collected, and just think, what's going? What do I say here? How do I act in order for my sphere to trust me, right? As a professional, that that's really the message I want to put out there. Like that's how you win this. I think
1: that's a great message, Rob. You've got to come back on because Nicole absolutely loves you. So, at some point. <laughs> You got to come back on for a third time. Hit the thumbs up if you agree that we should get the Notorious ROB back on the pod. Thank you so much for your time and keep it real, guys. We'll see you next time. Take care, everyone.